0: to highlight and support independent bookstores. They discuss the books they've written, the books they're reading now, and the art of storytelling. If you love books and you're curious about the writing world, you're in the right place. Ho, ho, ho. Hello,
1: everyone. (laughs) It's Wednesday night. It's time for our special holiday edition of Friends and Fiction. We're so looking forward to tonight. So let's get started. I'm Mary Kay Andrews.
2: I'm Patty Callahan-Henry. I'm Christy Woodson-Harvey.
1: And I'm Meg Walker. And this is Friends in Fiction, for New York Times bestselling authors, endless stories to support indie bookstores, authors, and, and librarians. Now you might notice we're a man down tonight. Kristen, unfortunately, had a prior engagement. So she's sorry to miss tonight and says her best wishes for a wonderful holiday season for all of you. And, by the way, she has given us all an amazing little surprise Christmas gift. Yesterday, Kristen very unexpectedly dropped, as we say, a gorgeous... As we love to say. As we love to say, she dropped a gorgeous new uh, audio original novella called How to Save a Life. And it is narrated by her friend and our friend, Christina Sivrich, who you might remember from the um, launch for Kristen's book. Um,
2: Forest of Vanishing Stars. That book. <laughs> <laughs> the musical. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, please. She so played when... Yona. She played Yona, Christine yeah. did.
1: And by the way, this is a great time to use up those audible um, credits that you've been hoarding. I know that I immediately, as soon as I found out about it, I downloaded it to my phone. So I yep. can listen to it when I'm on the road over the holidays. Anyway, tonight is our season finale. And what a season it has been. It's oh, my goodness. It's is special, right? And we'll be welcoming two Friends in Fiction fan favorites and repeat guests, Debbie McCumber and Wade Rouse. So pour yourself a festive holiday beverage, as I have, <laughs> and get ready for a great
2: night. <laughs> and don't forget, as you know, from day one, from the first show mm-hmm. 151 shows ago we are here to encourage you and to all of us to support independent book sellers when you can where you can while you're buying your christmas gifts while you're thinking about next year while you're building your to do your to be read list don't forget about our indie bookstores and one way you can do that is to visit our own friends in fiction bookshop.org page where you'll find Debbie's new book and Wade's new book and books by the four of us and all of our guests from the past couple years at a discount.
3: Love it. And we wanted to tell you um, something really fun we have going on with our friends and partners at Oxford Exchange. If you haven't heard yet, in the spirit of the season, they are offering our signature Friends and Fiction t shirts. Buy one, get one free one for you, one for a friend, or an extra for laundry day. Just use the code FFBOGO at checkout. In the meantime, we asked you to send me pictures of you wearing your t shirt for a chance to win a special Friends and Fiction reading package. Oh my goodness, you guys, your pictures were so cute. I wanted to just have a whole show tonight of like all your photos wearing your t shirts. Um, but unfortunately, we didn't have that much time. We would have had a whole show of that. So um, the winners chosen at random. Wait, Patty has something funny?
2: Uh, when you announce, I have a story. So oh, when ahead. I announce, okay. Yes.
3: All right. All right. Um, so Sean, if you could please pull up our first winner. <laughs> Bubba! <laughs> Bubba hey, Bubba. I gotta Hi, Bubba. tell you Bubba went above and beyond for this challenge. These are Bubba's dogs. Um, she also sent me <laughs> some of the most hilarious outtakes from her photo shoots and some of them that I had to send to the ladies here, but Patty, I think your, your stories may be about Bubba.
2: Yeah, so sweet Baba came to see, as did so many of our beloved Friends in Fiction um, book club members and members. Um, Kathy and I had an event last night in Atlanta, and she came. And she drove, I think, eight hours round trip to come and be with our friends.
1: Way. Yes, wow.
2: to be with her friends and fiction people. But she was a little bit late. And afterwards, she said, I'm so sorry. I was a little bit late. What happened was I was in such a rush to come see y'all. You know, she's just so happy. And she said, and I accidentally locked my Pomeranian dog in the car and I was freaking out and I didn't know what to do. And he on the, her dog unlocked the car.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Of course he did. I feel like that would happen um, in Bubba's world. Like yes, from matter-
2: down on her shoulder yes, and the dog yes. unlocks the car. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway, okay. I told her last night, I said, don't think I'm not telling that story. She Anna, wrote me
3: the funniest letter one time about like getting pulled on the way, I think to a friends in fiction event and the way that she like talked her way out of the ticket. Anyway, it was hilarious. But um, anyway, okay. On to our next winner, Sean, drum roll, Maria Lee. And Maria is also sporting our Friends and Fiction Reading Journal, which also makes an incredible, incredible last-minute holiday gift for people that you love. And, um, you know, if you're like me and you're sort of like, oh, I like that too, one for me, one for you, it's a really good way to keep all of your reading organized this year. Um, I was only going to pick two winners, but... I picked four. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I have decision overload right now, and I just needed to pick four. So number three, Sean Sarah. Sarah Fortwindell. I'm sure I'm not saying your name right, Sarah. We'll have to talk about that sometime. But she's also <laughs> got our lovely friends in fiction tumblr. And then our fourth winner is
2: Susie Baldwin. Susie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look at, she said at that's smart, Susie. Isn't that that cute? is so fun. Yeah. I know. So she was that's wearing, awesome. so
3: that, look, we were all wearing our t-shirts and she was wearing her t-shirts. That was our tea party. So that cute. That was awesome. So those are our four winners. Um, ladies, if you're watching, <clears throat> send me an email at christy at com with your address and we'll get those out to you ASAP.
4: Woohoo. Congrats. All right.
3: Yeah. I wish everybody could win. Oh, I know. God. I wanted everyone to win. I feel terrible. <laughs> we love you all madly. We. Sure I, do. I, it's so
2: funny. I call it decision fatigue. Like yes. When they when they ask you a question, you're like, I can't. Nope. Mm-hmm. Not no. No more. Today choice. we
3: we were like trying to make decisions about like some last Christmas presents that we were sending. I was like, I I I don't I don't know
2: I don't Just know. Just tell me what we, to do. <laughs> I don't know. I can't
3: me. think of anything for anyone else. <laughs> yeah.
2: i'm done deciding i'm done deciding okay
4: one last plug have you been listening to our writer's block friday podcast if not you're missing out on some of the most powerful conversations about writing publishing and story we'll always post links under announcements each friday when a new one drops for our most recent episode we repackaged ron's interview with bonnie Garmus, author of lessons in chemistry which is at the top of literally all of the best of lists for 2022 and was just named barnes and noble's book of the year which i think is what actually landed it again today at the number one spot on the new york times bestseller list even though it's been out for months and months um so definitely give her. that.
2: i think yeah. it was I, was
3: I think it was her being on the podcast again matt i do i, I think, think so right. yeah.
2: yeah it wasn't think- the barnes and noble list it was it was mm-hmm. nice. It's totally
3: what
4: tipped it for sure, but do not miss that one. If you missed it the first time around, we've just republished it and repackaged it, so tune in for sure. And then coming this Friday, Ron and Patty will talk to Paige Crutcher about her new novel, The Lost Witch. So please listen, review, subscribe, and tell your friends if you like what you hear on the Friends and Fiction Writers Block podcast.
1: All right, ladies, let's introduce at long last Debbie and Wade.
2: Debbie, as if she needs an introduction, is the number one New York Times bestselling author of many novels, including "It's Better This Way," "Dear Santa," and the popular Cedar Cove series, which was adapted as the Hallmark Channel's first original series, starting Andy McDowell.
3: With more, with a measly two hundred million copies yes. of her books in print worldwide. We needed, I'm glad we had her on tonight. Try to boost that for her a little bit. I know, lift her up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She is one of today's most popular authors. Her novels have spent more than a thousand weeks on the New York Times bestseller list, 15 of them at the number one spot. Me too, same.
2: (laughs) Same, same. In her
4: novels, Debbie brings compelling relationships to life and uplifts readers with stories of connection and hope. Debbie and her husband, Wayne, live in Port Orchard, Washington, which is the actual town That inspired her Cedar Cove series. Debbie's new novel,
1: The Christmas Spirit, was just released earlier this fall. And she's also got a festive adult coloring book out now called Debbie McCumber's Holly Jolly Christmas Coloring Book.
2: I sent Debbie a picture and I should have sent it to you, Sean, so you could pop it up of um, even though Bridget is only four. She's not an adult coloring book, but (laughs) she was coloring in Debbie's christmas coloring book oh that's awesome Yes, i'll post it on the facebook page that's so cute but um when i went to hawaii which is where we always think of when we think of christmas right (laughs) um i (laughs) gave it to bridget
4: maka is the (laughs) one thank you what is that (laughs) yeah (laughs) 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 we're not going <laughs> <day.
2: laughs> to ruin the end of the year. It's time to talk about Wade now. I know. Huh? Wade, yeah. Our friend Wade, probably one of the most posted about, talked about um, authors on the page. Mm-hmm. He, and most beloved, even last night, everybody was like, the last time we all saw each other was at Wade's signing." Um so Wade is the USA today publishers weekly and international best-selling author of several books including four memoirs. I don't even have that much to say about my life and nine novels. I love how it's like several books. To me
3: several books is like 3. That's that's, 13. That's 13. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: I was he told there'd it. be no math, but I could add nine of them. Right, right, right. I was like, <laughs> wait,
3: am I adding this right? I do not want to be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> he chose his grandmother's name, Viola Shipman, as a pen name to honor the working poor Ozarks women whose heirlooms and family stories inspire his fiction. His books have been translated into 21 languages, and his recent book, The Secret of Snow, was an instant national and indie bestseller.
4: Wade's books have been selected multiple times as must-reads by NBC's Today Show, featured in the Washington Post and USA Today, and chosen three times as Indie Next Picks by the nation's independent booksellers.
1: His new novel, Viola, his new Viola Shipman novel, A Wish for Winter, is new this season. We can't wait to talk to him about all of it. Without further ado, let's get to the tonight's show. Sean, can you bring Debbie and Wade on?
3: Hi, guys. Hi guys.
5: Cheers.
1: Merry
3: Cheers. Cheers. Merry Christmas. Merry
2: Christmas. Debbie, is, are all of those books behind you yours? And probably not even all of them? because uh,
6: <laughs> Yeah, that's a picture of every book that's been published. And a lot of them are reissues. Unbelievable. That's, that's un- incredible.
2: Yeah. Debbie, you, I just, okay, I'm speechless.
1: <laughs> all right, let's get to the show. Welcome, Debbie. Welcome, Wade. We're going to start with the ladies first. Debbie, can you tell us what the Christmas spirit is about, and then tell us what it's really about? Is it the
6: Christmas spirit? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Just yeah. I lose yeah. track, Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> it's about two friends that grew up together. and It's the only time I've ever written something that's in the past. It starts out in the 70s. It's a grandma telling the story. But it's two oh. friends that grew up together, and they went in different directions in life. One became a pastor, and one became a, a tavern owner, a bartender. And they're both complaining about their jobs. And so they one says, well, you can do my job. This is you can do my job. So they trade places for a week, the week before Christmas. So... Pete, the pastor, is learning how to pour beer, dealing with the the biker gang and the girls from the strip uh from the uh strip club. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> Hank <laughs> Hank is having to deal with the old bitty from the church who is holding the church springs, plus the church secretary who is just so stiff and formal and religious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what a
2: great story. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
6: It was really, really fun to write. Let me tell you, I, I don't think I've ever laughed so
3: hard when writing a book. That's, Aww, <laughs> that's the greatest writing Christmas books really is so fun. I was thinking I've only written one, but I was I like, I really that. need to write another one. Yeah. All right, Wade, you are in the hot seat now. So can you tell us what a wish for winter is about? And then can you tell us what it's really about?
5: Yeah, both answers. And I have to say this first. There's like this beautiful ethereal light coming down over Patty. It's it's
3: it's gorgeous, isn't it? It's my angelic it's I my texted angelic her aura earlier about like how before we were like about dancing on stars and that's what she looks
2: like
5: it's me. very pretty it really is yeah thank um, you
2: you can't see my heart beating a thousand miles an hour because i thought i wasn't gonna be able to log in so <laughs> this is the, the angelics are helping me way too <laughs> sweet great right.
5: I always say A Wish for Winter sounds like, on the surface, like an Emily Henry rom-com. You know, it's about Mm -hmm. a 40-year-old independent bookstore owner in northern Michigan, which we do this in Michigan. (laughs) She's up here. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she, um, her mother and grandmother both met their future husbands while he was dressed as Santa Claus. And she feels like it's her destiny and mostly her curse to meet a man in the exact same way. So Mm -hmm. her entire life, the entire has tried to set her up with any eligible, ineligible man wearing a cap. So she's um, kind of sworn off dating at at 40 until her friend drags her to the Santa run in Chicago, which is a real deal. It's, you know, it's a 10K where everybody dresses as Santa Claus or Mrs. Claus. And she comes as Mrs. Claus and has a real connection with a guy dressed as Santa at the start of the race. And before um, they can get each other's names or see each other's faces, The race starts and they're torn apart, and he tells her to meet him at a local bar, and he doesn't show, and she does. And that's when she's finito with everything. And Behind her back, her bookstore employees and her best friends and her grandparents who helped raise her started an online dating app called The Single Kringle to find this missed connection. Because how hard is it to find one Chicago man (laughs) dressed as Santa with kind of good legs? And uh, it kind of forces her back out into the dating world um, to date, you know, men who might be the right one and might not. And you don't really know until the end. And what's it really about? Um, It's about, as every kind of winter Christmas novel I write, it's about something deeper. What most of us deal with at the holidays, which can be grief and loss and loneliness. And in her case, she lost her parents um, at a young age and um, has never been able to forgive herself or others in her life. And really the foundation is about how you must truly love yourself unconditionally before you can love another in that way.
2: Mm. Beautiful. You know,
1: I saw the tail end of a Santa run uh, Saturday here in Atlanta, Wade. Maybe people saw it on my Instagram. And when I say I saw the tail end, (laughs) you saw more than
2: that. (laughs) <laughs> i
1: saw a lot of naughty santas dressed in scanty scanty outfits
2: yeah
3: it was, it was unbelievable <laughs> that is i will have to say though that's like the most clever premise for a novel i just love that like you know yes. dressed as santa so and cute. that kind of legacy and i mean can of all the things that we can feel pressure about feeling pressure to meet a man dressed as santa yes. i mean it's hilarious
5: ups <laughs> the ante doesn't it yes yeah, that's great
3: uh, Ups the santee. Ups the santee.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Count on MKA. Count on (laughs) MKA.
4: Well, uh, both of you have written Christmas books before. Debbie, I I think we've lost count of how many you've written. Um, But we'd love to hear from each of you about what attracts you to the subject matter. And and why are you drawn to telling holiday stories? And what do you hope your readers take away from them? Um, Wade, let's start with you.
5: I think Debbie's on 25 and I'm just, I think that was what I saw online, which is amazing. Wow.
0: Um,
5: it's incredible. It's uh, just, you know, I think for me, I grew up kind of in a Griswold family. You know, I, mm-hmm. my grandmother, my pen name loved Christmas. She had all of those plastic molds in her yard um, that lit, which I wish I still had, Um And my mom and dad dressed as Santa Claus every year as Christmas. And it just was, they they did crazy pictures of them. And it's ingrained in me, I think, to just love Christmas. And, um, but, you know, as as many of you know, I lost my brother when I was young. And I think there's an underlying um, current that affects many of us at the holidays. You know, we put on this kind of shiny, happy surface of how we always want things to be. But sometimes we Grapple with things a lot deeper than that. Um, so those are those are kind of the you know the I try to always embrace the joy of Christmas. And as you can see, we put up in our house about ten <laughs> themed trees, um, and I and I have a lot of deco that I I like to wear. But um, you know I I think I just really hearken back to how I was raised and um, that love of the holidays that that my grandparents originally instilled in me. That's awesome. That's nice. How about you, Debbie?
6: Well, I, I just love Christmas. I've always loved Christmas, and uh, and uh, Viola or is absolutely right. Wade is absolutely right. This is my twenty fifth year of wow. having a Christmas book come out, and I started out because uh, so many of us get so stressed out at Christmas time that I wanted to give the readers something that they could relax and sit back and smile and enjoy and just get involved in a story and forget about the stress for a little bit uh, because I needed to do that myself. So that was how I started with the Christmas books.
2: I love that. Mm -hmm. That's great. And Debbie, anyone who follows you on social media, like I do um, (laughs) might have seen, Oh my goodness. You have been traveling so much lately. I have loved the pictures, seeing your cruises Tell us a little bit about all the places in the world you have seen in the year of 2022. Wow. I think
6: uh, Wayne and I did a Mediterranean cruise. It was a 21-day cruise. And it was all around the western half of the Mediterranean. I mean, we didn't go to Greece. So, But I think one of the most fascinating places I went to was the Rock of Gibraltar. And I'm a big uh, uh, World War II reader and fan. And uh, did you know that the English built a 32-mile-long tunnel inside the Rock of Gibraltar, enough to have housed 15,000 soldiers plus every single citizen of Gibraltar with enough food to last for six months. And, I mean, they had a hospital in there, a huge kitchen, and it was amazing. Yes, absolutely amazing. So, I mean, that was one of my my favorite spots, and uh, so many of the islands were just just so fabulous to visit. I just got back from a cruise that went from Lisbon to Barbados, and in wow. uh, in December thirty first, Wayne and I are taking off from uh, South Africa to Buenos Aires to Brazil.
2: Wow! So, so a lot oh of travel. My- is- Making so up for all of the cruises that got canceled for two years of COVID. Yeah. That's amazing. Are you back in Port Orchard now? Are you home? Yes. I'm home, yeah. Do the locals recognize it as Cedar Cove? Like, did they? It's. I know we all know that it was inspired. It inspired Cedar Cove. But do the locals know? Oh, yes.
6: Oh, yes. Oh, there they do. Little, okay. Lots of things. Okay. And there was even uh, menu items at restaurants that, you know, Cedar Cove uh, hamburgers or. Cedar oh, wow. oh
4: that's, awesome. that's so cool. That's awesome. That's awesome.
1: Now, Wade, we know you spend part of the year in your beloved Michigan where many of your books are set. And then some of the time you escape somewhere warmer. Mm-hmm. Tell us where you are now and where, and is that where you usually spend the holidays?
5: In Palm Springs right now, so Wish for Winter came out mid-November, and we kind of stayed because of two or through Thanksgiving holidays, which was lovely. And in Michigan, we had about two feet of snow <laughs> before I left. So oh, okay. I felt like I got my Wish for Winter was already delivered. Oh. Um, and then um, we came out to Palm Springs right at the 1st of December, and that's usually about the time we come out. We've kind of made a shift from Michigan to spending winter out here and go back in April or May. And it's just, you know, it's people are always like, do you miss the snow? And I'm like, I write about it. I experienced it. Yeah. And the snow here is on the mountains, so it's it's lovely. But there's, there's something about Palm Springs with kind of that Rat Pack magic and the architecture mm-hmm. that... Kind of brings back, you know, kind of that artificial tree love that my grandmother had early on, and that color wheel spinning and all of the shiny bright. So that's what we kind of do here, which is really nice.
1: That's great. That's awesome. Do your two do your two homes in very different places? Do they impact your writing life and your books?
5: A lot, yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. Both. I always say I only require two things to write. I like quiet and a view. Um, you know, mm. the old joke is that's why I'd look at a mirror when I write. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so in Michigan, I, I run seven acres close to Lake Michigan and it's it's beautiful. Just it's quiet. Um, and I, I love that. And here right now I'm facing the mountain. The San Jacintos are just right out my window, um, which is lovely. So it's, you know, I feel very at home in both places and very centered um, to be able to write and very blessed. That's great. That's
3: great. So Debbie, the last time you were here with us, you talked about retiring and I have to say Mm -hmm. that you have announced that on the show and so has Ellen Hildebrand and both times after we have discussed how does one just turn off the faucet? Because hmm. I think we all know the stories find us, right? Like at some point they just keep coming and there's not, well, hopefully God willing stories. I know, coming. right? And there's Fingers just, crossed. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Um, but um, so we all discussed that. And then recently you sent a letter to fans, including us. And it was basically a retraction. <laughs> <laughs> So will you tell us a little bit about, you know, your retirement journey and how things are going now?
6: Well, I really did think it was time to retire. I mean, I've been writing for deadlines for 40 years and I thought, Mm -hmm. well, you know, it's time to rest on my laurels, so to speak. So I um, had a big list of things I, you know, I knew I know myself well enough to know that I just couldn't stop writing, so I had a list of things I really wanted to do. You know, declutter, clean closets, uh, yeah. in my yarn room. You know, all of the different yeah. things I could always put off doing. I'm volunteering for some things, and uh, and I did start off. I I did clean one closet. Mm-hmm. We'll. Say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, and, and I just was retirement bored.
4: successful. <laughs>
6: and uh, you know, I, I I made a real basic discovery about myself is that I'm happiest when I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you know, I don't have to write with deadlines. I could write whenever I want to write. So that's what I decided to do. Yeah,
1: I have to say, Debbie, that uh on my bucket list, I have never Scripted, clean closet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a mistake for me.
2: I do. It's a mistake for all like, of us. It's you all mine. I have done
3: that. Got the t-shirt. Moving on.
2: <laughs> Debbie, at Thanks least you me, can me, say you uh, tried it. I'm not sure any of us have actually... <laughs> tried to put clean your closet. I remember having a friend
3: who got out of accounting school and and I called her the day it's like her on the way home from work her first day and I was like so how was it and she said you know what it was great I really enjoyed it but now I can say I've done it and I wish I could quit. (laughs) (laughs) One day. (laughs) One day. I was like oh that's not good. (laughs) So that's Debbie's closet cleaning to, I get it. I get it. But it's really validating. Like that one, when you clean a closet out, you're like, yes, it feels really good. But you probably got like 10 story ideas while you were trying to clean <laughs> that closet out. Yeah. <laughs> right. So what do your readers have to look forward to from you in 2023?
1: We heard you have something to show us, by the way.
3: Yes. It just yes. came
6: today. It's the t- uh, cover for my new book. I'll hold it up for you. It's called Must Love Flowers. Oh, oh my gosh, it's beautiful!
3: Oh my goodness, I
2: love that. Oh,
3: Those are gorgeous. Are they? Are they peonies on the cover? Looks like. Yes, I believe so. Oh,
4: they're magical, pink peonies. So when is oh, that coming, Debbie?
6: That'll be out. I think July eleventh.
3: Nice. Oh yeah, same day as me. We're Pub Day Sisters, Debbie. Yeah, oh, yay! Awesome. awesome. <laughs> well, you heard it. You all heard it
1: here and saw it here first. That's right. Debbie Mac revealed her her cover on Friends and Fiction on our Christmas <laughs> show. Thank you for that gift, Debbie. Yeah, that
4: nice is to be able
0: awesome.
4: To do it. <laughs> yeah. Wade, how about you? What will your readers be adding to their 2023 TBR piles from you?
5: Got two out next year coming out. Um, one, mm-hmm. a summer novel called Famous in a Small Town, um, that'll be out June thirteenth. And I like that well, can- you thank you. An it's it was it was a it was a long journey to that title, <laughs> let's just say but I really like it. It's it's about an intergenerational friendship between a woman in her 80s that wins a, the cherry pit spitting contest in northern Michigan <laughs> and um, becomes <laughs> so friends with, becomes friends with a woman who um uh, in her forties who goes on a girl's trip because she breaks up with her, with her fiance and gets very drunk on Chardonnay and ends up beating her record pit spit and they become <laughs> wary friends. And it's about <laughs> friends that kind of you meet that change your life. And I'm, and then the next Christmas novel I'm working on now, I feel a little bit like Kathy it's, it's supposed to, it's getting close to being done and I'm begging for for more time. So we're, we're moving in on that one. That's awesome. Yeah.
3: A My year is half. I don't know how you, you've been doing that year after year after year after year. Yeah,
5: two a year. I, I don't know how Debbie, it's, It's. I had three out this year, including my first memoir <sighs> in a decade. And it just is, I, I, I do not like counting pages particularly. To me, it kind of um, removes the joy. And sometimes you have to do that on such tight deadlines. But I feel like it's been every morning at 4.30 wake up just to stay ahead of the curve a little bit. And mm-hmm. so it's, I'm looking for a week off coming up here to maybe have a little wine and champagne. You deserve and it. Three, yes, three books do.
2: last year and two books next year. I oh, wow. I need a break thinking about it. Plus, too. yeah. Plus all that
4: touring and COVID it's, and everything else. And, and what your show. You quite a year.
6: Yeah, your show. Port Orchard is known for its own little contest. They It's the Seagull Calling Contest. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. One, year, one year the winner was on Jay Leno.
5: I love that. Really? Have,
6: yes. have you ever? Have you ever?
3: I would love to hear you call a seagull. <laughs> oh no, you wouldn't. <laughs> Come on. We've seen the cover. Now we would like to reveal your seagull <laughs> calling. <challenge>. I'm <laughs> sorry, I ever mentioned it. <laughs> I can call a
1: seagull. I'm from Florida. I can totally call a seagull.
6: Can All you right. really? All right, oh, oh, go well, ahead, do I'm it. So I'm hear it. Go, go ahead. Don't
1: get thrown down the gauntlet. You can't. Can. Debbie would do it first. In New Jersey, you
4: just call it. <laughs> I totally didn't think she was gonna do it. That was awesome. That was awesome. I love it. I love I it. That was awesome. I was your turn, Mary Kay. Yes, your turn, Mary um, Kay. All right, here's
1: mine. Ah, ah! Ah, ah! <laughs> that's, that's a specific seagull. That's a seagull after that's a potato a dying chip. Oh <laughs> like <No>, that's, <laughs> that's a seagull after a potato chip being held by a Michigander. Ah! Wearing socks and sandals on the beach—that's what that.
4: That's
5: very specific. Somebody, please screen capture her doing that.
1: No,
2: please, hold
4: on. please pull those clips.
2: And we're gonna pull those clips of the two of you, and then we're gonna make people vote. My
1: God's All right, enough that. of a seagull calling. Oh my God! That was the best thing of my day. Okay. Oh, I love it. I
4: mean I, this I, I never realized you had to call them. I think you just sit there with a handful <laughs> of french fries right? and they come along, don't they? <laughs> that's my call. Right. Just <laughs> said somebody that's said a that's, a that's a drug. French no. fry, anyone? Are you,
1: are you making are you making might of my gift? And <laughs> <laughs> Debbie's gift? You're just trying um. to get on Jay Leno. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Since this okay. is our Christmas special, we're gonna move on. And talk about the holidays. It's time for a bit of a lightning, Christmas lightning round. Okay. Are we ready? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. If you had one wish for Christmas this year, what would it be, Patty?
2: I said it in the newsletter, and I've been thinking a lot about it because I mean it. I want health and kind of this enchantment wonder and curiosity for everybody this year. And Christy?
3: Um... I love Patty's answer, but she and Kristen have both said similar things. So I said that I would like a book club pick and world loss. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's
1: too much to ask for.
3: It's I don't not. think so either. I mean, it's just like basic
4: how about, things. How about you, Meg? I'm gonna say health and peace, just because without health, there's you can't really enjoy much of anything. And um yep. so true. A little bit of peace for everybody, a little less anxiety, less stress, uh, goes a long um, way. <laughs> yeah. Debbie,
1: how about you?
6: The one thing I would want, because it's been so cramped, I just got back on Sunday from a cruise. And uh, I'm leaving tomorrow for a couple of days to visit my daughter in Arizona. And I get home the 22nd. So I would like more time to to have fun at Christmas. Oh,
2: uh, yeah.
5: That's,
2: That's a good nice. wish. Nice.
6: Wade, how
1: about you?
5: Health is always it. Um, and, you know, uh, just sending love to family and friends that I won't see. And my wish is really for a nap. So I'm going <laughs> 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 yeah. to my stocking stuffer.
1: <laughs> well, I That's got awesome. my wish today because I typed the end for my next Christmas. Mm-hmm. I was oh, wondering so if you were so going to so tell well. everyone. That's, That's amazing. So yeah, yeah. So I, I just want a morning of sleep where I don't have to wake mm-hmm. up. Thinking, oh my
4: God, I gotta write.
3: Yeah.
4: Okay. No. What? What, Meg? I was gonna say now you need your Reese's and, and Wink. I had my Reese's already.
3: Had it. it. was on Instagram. Yeah. Oh I, on. oh, I
4: missed it. Oh.
3: Yeah. I had to have. Yeah.
1: I had to have my I had had my Reese's cup and Chardonnay, because tragically they don't sell Wink in Georgia.
2: Oh. Wink Chardonnay. Wink Chardonnay. I would pick yeah. Chardonnay any day. Yep. Me too. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> right, Patty, you you have the next question? Oh, I do. I thought Christy did. Okay. I love this question because we have a um, tradition um, that's only a couple of years old, but I've pronounced it a tradition where we assign books to each other in the family. And on Christmas Eve, um, you give the book to the person you were assigned and explain why oh. you gave it to them and why you love it. Oh, so... I know it's been really fun because, um, okay, so are you gifting any books this year for Christmas and why, MKA?
1: I will probably um, go take myself over to a little shop of story, this amazing indie children's bookstore indicator near my house, and they will guide me uh, about what gifts to give my um, grandchildren who are 13 and 11 and, and who are
2: big readers. Awesome. How about you, Christy?
3: Yeah, same. So um, it's it's the first year I'm not going to be in Salisbury for Christmas. So I've had my mom go to South Main and um, put company in Salisbury and get like the perfect things for Will. But um, two of the things that two of the books that we got for him that I'm really excited about are, um, these like, he, he really likes Hemingway and they have these like Hemingway book of essays that I haven't really seen everywhere. So I'm kind of excited about that. But yeah, I give a lot of books for Christmas. I got a lot of people, um, you know, there's little, a gift from the sea books. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love those. I think those are like a perfect little gift and, you know, like kind of coastally inspired. Um, and I always give my book club, um, like something, you know, something from one of you guys. Like last year, Patty, they all got your book. Um, and this year, um, I had been at Ellen signing, so they all got a signed copy of Ellen's book. So um, but yes, I give lots of books for Christmas. I can't even think of all the
2: ones. Oh, Patty, I ordered you, I ordered you a book for Christmas. Ooh, I'll be, looking be a surprise. Up. There's no better gift, right? Especially when someone gives it to you because it means something to them and they want mm-hmm. you to feel the same way they do yeah. when you read well, it. Well, and I feel like what we
3: all need is more books.
2: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> we need one more package. at We only get five a day, so we need one
3: yeah. more. <laughs>
4: it's true. All right, Meg, how about you? So this is, I, I bought one book so far as a gift and it's a book called rest is resistance, which is on a lot of year end best dev lists and nonfiction. So my husband is obsessed with sleep obsessed. Like he is kind of a light sleeper and he keeps like, he had to stop wearing his Fitbit because it was tracking his sleep patterns and he was obsessing over the data and he, Um,
2: so I think that makes um, me like Dave even more than I already do. I'm Um, obsessed with my sleep. How much did I get? Was it deep? (laughs) Was it light?
4: Exactly. That's, and then, and it doesn't really help him that I I snore. And so do the three dogs that also sleep in our (laughs) rooms. He often leaves the room, but, um, I hope he gets a little bit out of that book about it's about the value of, um, disconnecting and taking a nap and resting and not, like giving into the constant grind. So yeah, that's it. the one book. And I feel like I'll keep buying more because books are the kind of thing I buy up until the very last minute when I see something. Me too.
3: That's like my last, like I just keep grabbing because you just can't have enough. Yeah. yeah. And that's a great you, thing Demi? about going in an
1: independent bookstore because they will give you, mm-hmm. a great indie bookseller will put books in your hands and say, you have to read this.
2: I know you and you have, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, How when Kevin you? Wilson was on the show,
3: I went and got um, Catcher in the Rye. Like, I hadn't even yeah, thought oh. about that. Because I haven't read it in so long. I I couldn't remember, like, the age. So I thought, well, I can read it with Will. And then if there's some inappropriate parts, I'll you
2: just yeah. skip. <laughs> yeah, How Love about you, book. Debbie? Is there a book you like to gift?
6: Oh, well, uh, I'm, of course, I like Mary Kay, I'm doing a lot of books for my grandkids. Yeah. and. Uh, picking out the best ones are just so much fun looking at these books and they're little, they're They're six and seven, or sorry, five and six. One is almost ready for seven. So for that, but also I don't know if you've ever read a book called sensible shoes by Sharon Barlow Brown. It's about a deep spiritual, spiritual walk. And my book club has been reading it. And I I would want to give that to just like every one of you. It's so good. It's a wonderful series. It's just a, such bad. a great, great uh, book about faith and walking with God, and oh, it was just and it's fiction, and yet these it's the story of four women, and it's just so real. And tell us the name again, Debbie, so we can make sure that we pin um, it. It's sensible
4: shoes. Okay. Sensible
1: shoes. Okay. Yeah, great.
4: That's awesome. in our that was in our newsletter today from Debbie, and we'll definitely make sure we put it up on our Instagram too. Hey, how
2: about you, Wade?
5: I buy a lot of children's books for Gary. <laughs> That's
2: <laughs> Tequila, so cute. That I'm tequila's kind of- kicking
5: in. Um, you know, this, one of my favorites this year is a is a is a novel called "Don't Cry for Me" by Daniel Black, um, which I don't think got the attention it deserved. And I purchased <laughs> multiple copies from many of my friends this year. And I always. There's always a couple that I kind of always send to different people. The Polar Express is one of my all-time favorites. And Holidays on Ice by David Sedaris is one I, I send to a lot of friends, too.
2: Mm-hmm. I love that one, too. So for me, um, we have a local in Birmingham Indy called Alabama Booksmith. And every book in the store, every book is assigned first edition. So if you have someone that you're dying to get a gift for, I walk in there, I'm like boom, boom, because they're all signed first editions that you can hardly find. You know, but I did not know that until right now.
5: It's amazing.
2: Really? I did yeah, not know that. Yep. That's all he carries. So yeah. are signed hardcover first editions.
1: And he ships so he, all over the world.
2: Yep. And he ships. Yep. He has a first editions club and he ships anywhere. Yes. And handy. he gets all the but um. The book I love to give as a gift, and I hope my mom skipped tonight's show, because I drew her name, but um, is the John O'Donohue book. I know I talk about him mm-hmm. a lot. He was an Irish poet and philosopher and theologian, actually. And there's two books of his I love that I give as gifts a lot. One is Anamkara, which means soul friend in Gaelic, and the other is a book of blessings, but they're not, they're not blessings from like a prayer book. They're blessings... Poetry that he wrote. And it's just an astounding. There's one for an artist. There's one for a writer. There's one for, and it's just, it's such a beautiful book. And I love mm. giving that book. It's a gift. That's amazing.
3: Oh, wow. oh, me. It's my turn. I'm like, it's your turn. <laughs> I know she's like, wait,
2: Patty hasn't given that to me.
3: Like, yeah. Um, Okay. So I love this question. Describe your holiday decorating style. And this is funny because I could like answer this for all of you. I feel like. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Are you a less is more or a more is more type of person? And the all important question, colored lights or white. MKA, let's start with you.
1: Well, I think you can guess my answer. My style, I describe as if Ralph Lauren had been locked into a 1950s-era Woolworth store. (laughs)
2: That's so great. You're so clever.
1: So more is more. I like colored lights, but Mr. MKA prefers white lights. And since he has to drag it all up and down the stairs from the basement, I'm going to let him... Choose white lights. It's a very small, um, <laughs> it's a very small compromise that I can make with him. <laughs>
3: That's nice, Debbie. What about you? More, <laughs> more.
6: <laughs> yes, I mean, for many many years we had six Christmas trees up, one for everybody in the family, so every family knew which was their Christmas tree. Then I had a Christmas tree in my yarn room, and then of course Wayne and I had a Christmas tree, so everybody had a Christmas tree. <laughs> Everybody so,
2: had a Christmas tree.
6: Yeah, and some had white lights, some had mixed lights. So I'm, I guess I'm ambidextrous.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> good use of ambidextrous. I like that. Okay, um, Wade, what about you? Oh. I mean, is this yeah. a, is this a mystery.
4: Is I a mean, mystery? you <laughs> like did words. you did reference the ten trees.
2: Yeah, actually,
6: we
5: know you're into More. minimalism. The
2: themed trees.
5: The and themed it's, trees. It's always, what did Coco Chanel say? Take something off. I add something. We always, yeah. whatever it is, add a bracelet. More is is <laughs> our, so 10 trees um, themed, you know, it's a mid-century tree. One's like all the heirloom ornaments. Um, one is, has mermin ornaments on it. This is kind of like an old, a little old fashioned and the trees vary. I, you know, I love multicolored lights. I just think they're sweeter and prettier. Um, but we kind of vary it by what the tree is because we have like a pink tree. We have a white tree. Um, so we orange tree. So we kind of vary that.
2: I want both of you to post some of your trees. On no, the page. please do. No. Because I have yeah. a tree. <laughs> so, and I
3: feel like a tree is like an effort, you know? I'm yes, like, it's exhausting. Yeah. Okay, but Patty, <laughs> what about you? So you tell us about yours.
2: Um, I think I'm middle, I'm not less is more or more is more. I can tell you though, I was at MKA's house last night and um I think she's down. I don't agree with the Woolworth thing because it's just so warm and oh. uh, lots of live things and hydrangeas and bows and Santas. And it's, it's, it's such a Christmas, you know what your house is during Christmas. It's like a big Christmas hug. There Aww. you go. Um, so for me, I've always, mm. it's always been about um, whether the thing I'm putting out means something to the family. So mm-hmm. we collect carolers. So I have the carolers out and then we have a tree and only white lights. Mm. So I
3: am kind of more is more, but in the way that, like, I like everything to be fresh. So it's like every mantle is decorated and the tree is as big as will possibly fit in the house. And like the reeds are everywhere, but it's all fresh. Like our house smells like a cedar Mm. factory. Like it's just, (laughs) um, and about right now. It's a disaster because we've had it up since the day after Thanksgiving. So everything's starting to die. So I'm having to replace all the, night That's night. the And everything's mm. shedding. So I have to vacuum a hundred times a day, but it's totally worth it. We'd do it again. Yeah. Same decision. Mm. But normally we're not here for Christmas. So, like by the 20th, my stuff only has to last to like the 20th. And then after that, it's all coming down anyway. So it's a mess and it's crazy, but I love it. And it makes me feel so Christmassy mm. and um. Yeah. I we we do white lights, but I I love I love colored lights too. I'm kind of thinking now that we're talking about it, maybe I should do like a colored light tree for Will's playroom or something next year. Like oh, the that's big cool.
2: bubble lights. The big bubble yeah. lights, yeah. yeah. Wait, we didn't hear ones? from Meg. Remember those old
4: color lights that had like yeah, I didn't, thing? Yeah. skipped you. It's the C30s or whatever oh, they're called. I'll, I'm going to answer. This um, is what happens when I go out of order. <laughs>
2: She's like, I'm going to answer. Don't you worry.
4: <laughs> um, I will so not I, be skipped. I think I'm a mishmash um, mm-hmm. of, of verging on a more is more, let's say. And I think I've developed like a really serious obsession with Christmas well, with throw pillows in general. Yeah. I, start, <laughs> I started counting and I kind of lost track at like three dozen that i
2: own <laughs> oh my goodness oh my wow.
4: well if there's we have a big porch on the front of the house so there are, some of those are outdoor pillows but then we have a very big sectional sofa I, there's probably six or eight on there and then another living room with i don't know there's just a lot of pillows so a lot of pillows and a lot of white lights big yeah, fan of amazing. the white lights
1: nothing wrong with that no nope. nothing wrong
4: with that okay. all right i'm up oh I'm you're up, up?
1: Favorite, oh, yeah,
4: you are up. Yeah, Everyone, favorite all time Christmas movie. MKA, you go first.
1: Oh, that's easy for me. Always and always and forever. White Christmas. Love it.
2: Patty. Um, it's not even because I'm giving a caveat before I even answer. It's not because it's my favorite, it's because my family likes watching it so much that I take such great joy in watching them quote every line and quoting mm. from it all year. And that's Christmas vacation with the Griswolds. Yeah. So right. good. Christy.
3: Um okay, so this is a hard one. I would have said love actually for like a really long time. I love Love Actually, but I'm kind of thinking the holiday might be overtaking it. Um but like old school favorites, the 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 original Grinch, like the the short cartoon oh, yeah. version. Um uh-huh. And I also love Eloise at Christmas time. That was not the question. That is four movies, and you asked for one. But <laughs> again, decision fatigue. I have a lot of decision favorites.
2: Four is my number today. Of-
3: <laughs> you have decision
2: fatigue, Sean. I want you to type in the chat what what yours is, and we'll we'll call it mm-hmm. out. I'm just curious because he has such quirky, fun taste.
4: Don't say Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, Debbie. What's Elf there? or Daddy's Elf. Home. Days I just like watch two. every year
5: Home
6: Alone. I just think that's the cutest movie. It's so cute. You're right. It's so
4: cute. It was cute. Okay, Wade.
5: Oh, no doubt. Miracle on 34th Street. It inspired oh. A Wish for Winter. The original version with Natalie Wood. And I mean, faith is believing when common sense tells you not to. Yeah. The oh. whole heart of Christmas. That's, yeah. Oh, I'm
2: going to watch that. I've never seen that one.
1: You've never? A million times. We usually well, watch it Thanksgiving Day right after the parade cuz you know it's about the parade the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. Right,
4: right, right. Well, I have to say my favorite is I think it's a tie between Love Actually and Elf, but we watch Elf every single year the day that we put the Christmas tree up and we watch it together as a family and I think we could quote the entire thing start to finish. Yeah. It is so to me it's the perfect Christmas movie cuz it's, it's so the heartwarming. It is so funny. It's so endearing. It's just a perfectly told story. And the cast, oh, my God. Like, what are we talking about? Ed Asner as Santa Claus and Bob Newhart as Papa Elf, Will Ferrell. And Zoe. I mean, it's crazy. And, I mean, they even put Peter Dinklage in there. And then Amy Sedaris as the secretary. It's just the best. It's the best. It's the best. (laughs) best. And the soundtrack is amazing. It's just such a feel-good movie. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. All right, MKA, okay, on to you. Okay, now this is
1: one that I love because I love Christmas <laughs> music. And what is your favorite and your least favorite Christmas song, Wade?
5: Oh my gosh! Um, I might have to do multiple choice on this. You know, I I love um, "All I Want for Christmas Is You" by Mariah Carey because I've done it. Then pull <laughs> on. <laughs> You're gonna
3: need some pictures of that. So yeah, that holds a warm-up. special
5: place in my heart. Um, I Dolly Parton um her version of Mary Did You Know when it came out last year. I actually I actually wept yeah. the first yeah, time yeah, I heard amazing. it because um she just sums it up beautifully. Um yeah. and Kelly Clarkson um she did a, a, my grown-up Christmas list, which yeah. to me it's like sums up. She sings it beautifully. Stop and taking all Christmas. the good songs. And I'm, I'm um, my, my worst hated, I hate to say this, but um, Taylor, Taylor Swift redid a version of um Wham's original Christmas song, which I loved. And I just, I can't listen to it. I And I like Taylor, but I just have to turn it. I just, it just grates on me. I think we all have those.
3: I don't even know about this. And I feel like I am a very large Taylor fan. So I'm gonna have to go look this up. Okay, Debbie, what's,
6: what's your favorite and your least favorite? Oh, Mary! Did you know was is my absolute favorite Christmas song, and I, I can't remember the title. But it's the one about uh, Grandma and Santa got run
2: over by a oh, That one, that one.
6: Walking back to my house Christmas
4: Eve. Yep, it's
6: annoying. <laughs> <laughs> they say
1: there's no such thing as Santa. Are oh, you trying to
4: torture our guest? She said it to me. disrespecting Grandma.
2: Disrespecting Debbie. I'm not disrespecting
4: you. I'm agreeing with you debbie yeah <laughs> <laughs> favorite and least favorite i my I th- it's really hard to pick i'm such a christmas nut i mean my birthday's on christmas day by the way just yes. and um been a christmas fanatic my whole life but i think this song that like just gets you from the first note is um um sleigh ride by it has to be the ronettes version though it has to be absolutely oh my god mm-hmm. it just makes me so happy right from the jump that That's wall
1: of
2: sound. sound. Oh, Look, it gave me chills. Yeah, yeah. it's a good one. But, yeah. What
4: about your least favorite? I really don't like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. But <laughs> I, I also don't like, um, um, what's that? Tied Up the string. Favorite Things. I don't like that song. Range up some roses.
2: Yeah, it's roses so corny, corny. I can't I take, take it. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's from The Sound of Music. Is that a yeah. Christmas song? I don't know.
4: I hear it all over the place now, like during the holidays. I was on in a store the other day, and I, Dave and I were
2: like, let's leave. <laughs> I know every word to every song in the sound of music. So, there you what,
1: go. What's your favorite and least?
2: Um, it's, you know, I'm rattling through all these favorites, but I'm going to stick with one. And it's strange because I've never lived in Tennessee, but it is the sweetest song. And it's the song Tender Tennessee Christmas. It's the only Christmas for me, but it's about coming home and about what home means and that you can be in a million places, but what Christmas means is getting back to kind of that tender place. That's just home. And in the song, it's Tennessee, but you could, you could fill Mm -hmm. up anything. And the Christmas song, I haven't heard in a couple years. So universe do not listen to me and play it tomorrow is that Christmas shoes, Oh my god, oh. that's
3: mine.
1: <laughs> because I, I just like it.
3: sob. It's so sad. So so like who writes
2: this? It wrecks me for the whole day. Like the whole day.
3: All I can think about is the kid and the mom and and the no shoes. Lying in the shoes. And I'm like, "Why?" <laughs>
2: who wrote this and why? I know
3: i'm glad you said it because i was like are people gonna judge me for saying that like that was like, a sweet, like a sweet song but it's so sad well yeah, christy what's your heard... favorite though well i don't know if y'all have heard
2: i am a james taylor fan oh my oh, gosh you like are you him? really i didn't
4: know Right oh my gosh!
2: I feel I like know. we're peeling the onion layer
4: here.
3: Real? I, I really keep that so close to the vest. I know.
4: peek um, behind the curtain here.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but James Taylor's specific version of "Go Tell It on a Mountain" is just mm-hmm. my favorite. I love it.
4: Oh, okay. I'm oh, gonna put. Mind. I'm gonna put in an honorable mention for Willie Nelson "Pretty Paper" too. Because I was so gonna sad. say I oh. had oh. that one. Third you what? One. You ate it? I hate it. It's so yeah.
1: sad. Oh, I it's a song. Pretty, river, pretty, pretty river, ribbons of blue. Of green and white. We've Did never sang
2: so much. Know. <laughs> I
3: know. We have People have so many followers. we were so at over 1,000. We're down to 94. I know, but so. I, I, really <laughs> want, I really want to share my favorite Christmas song. Yes,
1: Okay. Christmas. Which oh. is. The incomparable Darlene Love's Christmas mm. baby please come home. That's mm. so yeah. Oh, that's a good one.
2: With baby the Phil Specter yeah, with the
1: Phil Spectre Wall of Sound. And I and I be, you know, she used to be on um Letterman, Letterman every one. Christmas Eve and every year he would have a bigger and bigger and bigger production. And then he went off the air. So now what I do Christmas Eve is I, I find it on YouTube and I watch it and it makes me, it just makes me happy.
4: Yeah. It's a good one, but pretty Remember paper. Book, he would make it snow on stage and stuff. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs>
4: Wait, yes. pretty paper is your least favorite. That's what you're going to say. It makes me sad. That's not, is it sad?
3: I don't think that I know that song. I'm going to have to go look.
5: Dolly yeah, just sang it. it with Willie on her special. Oh,
3: yeah, really? I, think I know, know it. You know, I
5: gotta look it up.
3: I heard Dolly singing "Mary." Did you know? <laughs> so I was like in the bathroom on like a road trip, and I like heard her sing. "I was like, oh my gosh, that is so magical." <laughs>
6: <Really>? <laughs>
1: you know what? We have gotten we have gone really long so yes. quickly. Wade and Debbie, do you have any Christmas books that have inspired you as you write your own? Oh. You could say mine if you want, Debbie. <laughs>
5: or mine.
6: Or oh, the Santa suit. Of course, of course, the Santa suit. Or Wade.
5: I mean, you know, I'm not going to sound like, I'm going to sound like a complete suck up. I, Kathy, Mary Kay, Patty, I've grown, I really have read all of your novels over the years. Oh. And it's, there's, there, I've always wanted to write Christmas novels. I always have. And I, I, when the publisher approached, you know, I mentioned all of you because um, I love the books so much. Um, oh. They're all so uniquely you, but also so uniquely speak of the season, and um, that's what I want to do when I when I write the books that I do. So, oh,
4: thank you. That's that's so nice. Okay, so Debbie
1: and Wade, um, now that you've sucked up to us, and Debbie, <laughs> Debbie, Debbie involuntarily. You know, I'm sorry, Debbie. You twisted her arm (laughs) on that one. That was shameless, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs)
6: It's Christmas
1: I love
6: Patty's books, too. Patty's C.S. Lewis books. Yes.
2: Thank you, Debbie.
4: Okay, so if you wouldn't mind sticking around for another minute, we got more to talk about with you. Meanwhile, (laughs) we have big news about the Fab Four's new releases next year. All four of our founding and host authors have new novels coming in 2023, and the crew will be doing at least five Friends and Fiction live events. So keep your eye out. We will be in Columbus, Ohio on April 26th. I say we because I'm going to. Yes. <laughs> the Friends and Fiction live launch event for Patty's The Secret Book of Florley is set for May 1st in Charleston. It's a big Friends and Fiction party with the full Charleston experience and you won't want to miss it. So put it on your calendar now. And you can even start buying tickets right now because the ticketing link is already live on the Buxton Books website. We'll have three more live events after that. One in June for Kristen's launch, one in July for Christie's and another in the fall for Mary Kay's 2023 Christmas book. So more info to come on all of them. So stay tuned for all the deets. Mm
2: -hmm. And if even the small crowd of friends and fiction members at our event last night is any indication of how much these big live events are going to be, you will Mm -hmm. have total FOMO if you're not going. So, yeah, our new Friends and Fiction first edition signed subscription box is available now from the indie bookstore Booktown in Manusqua, New Jersey. And it features signed hardback first editions from all four of us and a 2023 for our 2023 novels and a Friends and Fiction kitchen towel that says, Dinner can wait. It's time for Friends and Fiction. So you can order. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. You can order right now at booktown.com. That's booktown with an E at the end. And anyone who orders the box by tomorrow, the last day is tomorrow um, to order and get this free ornament and holiday card. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot five people's gifts. Hello. Mm -hmm. So including, and even people who have already ordered, they will get this. It's the perfect way to give someone you love or yourself talk about books as gifts mm. what were you i gonna was say, gonna say
3: tomorrow is the last day and
2: yeah tomorrow's last day and i
3: looked and, and i was like no she's gonna say that it's
4: tomorrow absolutely. tomorrow being thursday december 16th because in case you're not watching us live just know oh, that. Okay. Well, that's right
3: Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> um and of course you do not want to forget about the friends and fiction official book club with brenda and lisa they host authors for monthly chats This month on December 19th, join them as our very own Patty will be on to discuss her holiday novella, The Perfect Love Song. So we'll see you there on the 19th, just five days away at 7 p.m. Oh, that's me, Um, Debbie and Wade. One last question for each of you. What is your favorite family tradition around the holidays? Ladies first, Debbie, you go.
6: Oh, my goodness. We have so many traditions. Um, I just think that doing the white elephant gift giving that we do is everybody in the family. And there's always some crazy gifts. And it's just lots of lots of fun. We've just started doing this probably the last five years. So the the grandkids are older. Everybody participates. And uh, we just have a blast. That's
3: been so fun. Mm Wayne, what
5: about you? I love decorating the tree. We spend a Literally weeks (laughs) pulling out bins and bins of ornaments. And we always stop and tell a story about every ornament, whether we got it on our travels or whether it came from a grandmother, uh, family member, and just when we got it and share a story about it. So that takes a long time, but it's worth every second of it. Oh, I love that
1: well wade and debbie thank you so oh, much so for spending fun. time with us we loved having you and i don't think we'll ever forget debbie's seagull call <laughs> never
2: for all <laughs> oh, my no, life sorry, okay. <laughs> never <I know>. forget.
1: <laughs> anyway thank you all so much for being with us tonight this is our season finale patty has to say one more thing i think
2: Yes, don't forget, this is our season finale. We're about to take a two-week hiatus. If we were in the theater biz, what we'd say is, we're going dark. But we will be (laughs) off on the 21st and the 28th. But But,
3: we have some fun in store for you. So come here next time, normal time. Next time, next week, normal time. I'm not even drinking. Like this is not, (laughs) this is not an alcoholic beverage in my pretty glass. It's not. (laughs) Next week,
2: Wednesday, December 21st.
3: Next week, Wednesday, December 21st, Brenda Gardner and Lisa Harrison, our beloved PB&J, will do a live Friends and Fiction book club takeover of the main Friends and Fiction Facebook page. And our managing director, Meg Walker, will join as their guest to reveal our smashing, amazing winter season.
4: Yes, I can't wait to spill the beans on all the incredible guests we have in store. Wait till you guys see the full list. So mark your calendars. and be sure to tune in next week for that. We will be off all together on December 28th and then we'll be back on January 4th, 2023
2: with our winter season premiere. I'll wait till y'all see all the guests we're having. It, you're, Woo-hoo. I know. So It's, it's a good one.
1: That's a great one. Happy holidays, everybody, from all of us to all of you. We will see you next year in 2023. Good night. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you,
0: Wade.
2: Thank you. Good night, y'all.
0: Thank you for tuning in. You can join us every week on Facebook or YouTube, where our live show airs on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Also, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram. We're so glad you're here.
5: Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.